Good morning, everybody. John Millen. Okay, I'm going to talk again today about life insurance. So if you are bored out of your freaking mind, skip this episode. But I will make it very entertaining. I don't know about entertaining. It sounds like I'm going to be telling jokes. I will make it very interesting and eye-opening. How's that? It's part of uh, a report that we wrote because we kept getting questions by employers saying, you know, my, my employees don't want life insurance. They don't need life insurance. It's boring. I was like, yep, yep, yep. I get it. But these are the, here are the five reasons that we have heard over 10 years about why they don't have it, why 40% of employees don't have life insurance according to many studies. So do, do a Google search right now. 40% of employees don't have any, if zero. And 60% of the ones that have some don't have nearly enough. It's a crazy statistic. And it is so sad because I have seen, and you probably have too, where someone has died in a home. And it is devastating. It's horrible. And people aren't prepared. Or... When you, when you realize you need it because you're sick or have some ailment, it's some, it's too late or you're too old. So um, one of the reasons that I talked about yesterday was price, that people, employees especially, think it's a lot more expensive than it actually is. And I talked about that yesterday, so go back and listen to that. Another one I want to talk about that's in the report is um, understanding. So people generally, whether it's an employee or not, don't understand benefits that well. And I would challenge you that they don't understand your medical plan as well as you think they do. Because I have just, I mean, again, I have talked to so many human resource managers, benefit managers, directors of HR, VP of HR, CFOs, finance directors, city managers, CEOs, presidents, owners, you name it, decision makers of companies that have three employees and some that have 3,000, they all think their employees understand the benefits more than they do because they understand it and they assume everyone else does. They don't. Just trust me, after 10,000 interactions with employees, they don't. They get some very basic concepts. One of the ones that's probably least understood by anybody in the industry is life insurance. Um, And I'm not talking about just simple, plain old vanilla life insurance. Even that, people get the concept. You know, I die, I get paid or my, my family beneficiaries get paid. That, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, if, the, if people understood life insurance, the statistics I just said wouldn't apply. So there's your proof. Because even, I'll give you a side note, even in the insurance industry for agents, where you have to, it's a regulated industry, highly um, monitored, there's continuing education, you have to pass testing, you have to have good ethics, you can't have any bad marks. So it's it's a really great industry where they screen out potential um, yo-yos that might come in. It um, Life insurance is the hardest benefit to teach someone to counsel on. So just take my word for it because I represent all different types of employee benefit plans, insurance plans, dental, vision, life, disability, medical, legal, pet, whatever it is, life is the hardest. The only one harder then that is long-term care. And that's even more difficult to understand than life insurance. So the lack of understanding is causing people nationwide to not get it. So that's one of the five reasons. The first is price. The second one is lack of understanding. And I'm going to give you an example. There are at least 10 different types of life insurance. If I just rattle off my head, there's probably more. But there's employer-paid basic life. This is where an employer buys in bulk 
a $10,000, $15,000, $25,000, or $50,000 lump sum benefit if the employee dies during their term of employment. It's called employer paid basic life. Um, it's for the term of employment. Usually those are not portable. That means they can't take them with them. So it's a nice feature for employees for employers to pay for. Um, 50,000 is where you is the limit until you start getting into imputed income, which we're going to talk about later, but that's why it kind of stops at 50. But you can't go over 50 if you want, but it's a nice it's a nice start uh, for people. But the, the issue is people don't stay at companies their whole career like they did when my dad grew up. So it, it's a nice plan, we recommend it. That's one type. Second is what I call five-year age-banded group term life. Man, that's a mouthful. This is the group term life. This is the voluntary life that you probably have or you've seen. And when we say, hey, do you offer voluntary life insurance? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got that covered. Okay, yeah, you have five-year age-banded group term life. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Even the people in the companies don't understand it. I said, do you understand that every five years the rate goes up? Uh, you know... I don't know if I, I think, like sometimes people get it, sometimes they don't. Um, do you know your employees probably don't understand that because it's never mentioned in the benefit meetings? Rarely, rarely is it mentioned. By the way, the group term life that we offer is a good plan. Uh, I'm not bashing it. I'm just saying, by the way, the other part of the sentence is every five years, the rates go up. Now, when you're younger, it's not a big deal. It's going up a little bit. But when you get a little bit older, it is a big deal. So that's the second. Third is just what we call term life, issue age, term life, meaning when you're issued the policy, when you enroll in the plan, it locks the rate and locks the death benefit for the term of that duration. It's usually 10 years, 15, 20, 30 years. Now they're even coming out with 40-year term policies. It's called issue age. So the second one was what's called attained age. I know I'm getting a little te technical, but this is really important, a distinction, a definition that employers must understand. Attained age means when you get to that next age bracket, your rate goes up. Issue age means when you're issued the policy, it locks it in. It's called issue age term life, okay? That's what you're gonna see like if you go to your neighbor that works for State Farm or Allstate. They're gonna sell you a 20-year term policy. That's a 20-year level term issue age policy, okay? Then there's what we talk about is a category of permanent insurance. So the first couple are term insurance. It's designed for a term of a period of time, whether employment time or, or years. The second category is permanent insurance. These are permanent policies, which as long as you pay on them or once they're paid up, like prepaid on them, once you're done paying for them, they will pay out automatically upon your death. Okay, so that's what we call um, universal life, sorry, universal life and whole life. So these are nuances of permanent. Now, here's the thing. Permanent policies are not bad and term policies are not good. Term policies are not bad and permanent policies are not good. I don't know if I, I think I butchered that, but they each have different uses. One is renting and one is owning. Would you ever say to someone that is renting an apartment, that's stupid, you should you should always buy a home? No. Would you tell someone that owns a home, that's really stupid, you should always rent an apartment? No. It's different. So contrary to what Dave Ramsey may be telling you, I'm telling you, 
because he is not, as far as I know, a licensed life insurance agent that has talked to 10,000 people in his career individually about life insurance. He's a financial entertainer. He doesn't have any fiduciary responsibility when he just says stuff like that. Sorry, if you like Dave, he's a good guy, but take it from me that, that knows this stuff, that they're different. One is not better, they're different. Okay, so you have universal life, you have whole life, you have indexed universal life, which is a, a variation where it's connected to the S&P 500, the stock market. You have variable universal life, which is connected to stocks in the stock market. And then you even have things called final expense, which is upon your death, it pays for your burial expenses. So that's, it's about 10 different types. There's probably more I'm forgetting about. The point is, if your employees are Googling, I need life insurance, they're gonna be confused almost within the first five minutes of reading because they're gonna be hit with all these ads and they're gonna be hit with controversial articles, why term life is bad, why whole life is bad, why you need this, why you need that, and they don't know who to trust. So the lack of understanding causes them to freeze and when they get frozen, they don't wanna do anything. And so that is a big reason why lots of employees don't have either any life insurance or enough. It's because they don't understand how these different plans work. I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense at all as you're listening? That, you know, it's just, it's very simple when you boil it down. And I've heard a, a, a statement that says a confused mind does nothing or a confused mind says no. So when they get confused, no one wants to make an, um, a bad decision. Right? No one wants to mess up. And when they think about life insurance, they're thinking, oh my God, this is for 20 years. What if I make the wrong mistake? So they don't do anything. Versus when they meet with one of our counselors, we have picked out maybe more than one type of life insurance. Maybe we have a menu of different types because again, is this person a renter or is he a homeowner? Are they younger? Are they older? What do, you know? We know the demographics. We know from experience in this type of environment this is what we should be offering. And a lot of times, it's more than one life insurance type, okay? It's never 10 types, it's never a lot, but it might be two. Um, it's usually never one, but it also may coincide that if you have some voluntary group term life, age-banded variety, we can still bring in a term product, a permanent product, a final expense product, right? It can still supplement because people don't have enough, so they can still have a couple variations. We make sure they don't get overinsured, um, which is called stacking. They, they stack too many policies because our advisors are hand-picked by us, and most of the time they're not commission-driven um, or service-driven. They're not going to overload people, but sometimes people need $100,000 of coverage, so they may want to have a little term policy from the company, they may want to have an individual term policy that's issue age for them that they keep and they take with them, and then they also maybe have some permanent insurance. So, hope that helps. This is, um, we get really excited about this, not because I like selling life insurance, it's because I, we have seen the look on people's faces when they're like at the end. They go, John, thanks so thanks a lot. I mean, this really has helped. I, I, this has been great. And they say that because they've been struggling internally of getting getting something they know they need it everyone knows this but we got to help them we got to give them permission to number one understand the price that's right for them 
and number two, understand the types so they become an informed buyer. This is not about us just pushing product down their throat like a peddler would do. And I'm telling you, a lot of people do it that way and it sickens me because we're talking about a really, really important feature and benefits. It's not, we're not talking about a vision plan that is not earth shattering, right? What is, could be, is if you, if you don't have the right advice on life insurance, it could come back to bite you big time in the future. So hope that helps. Have a great day.